0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey, I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to invest in us, invest in yourself, and tune in today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And we have the do-it-yourselfers on the other side of the same coin who like to have your own hands on the levers as you market and grow your business. So if you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show or click the big button in the sidebar of our website. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us serve more business creators just like you. Plus, you will be gaining immediate access to nearly 160 episodes as of today, plus fresh content every single Tuesday. Now, today, uh, and and I love these stories so much because I have found that Sometimes the greatest triumph comes out of a tragedy or comes out of a setback. And as I tell my own clients all the time, I advise them to mine silver and invest in silver. Now, how every cloud has a silver lining, the silver lining is where you're going to find the riches. Uh, Never let a good mistake go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste and always invest in that silver. So what we are going to do today is we are going to have... Clay Green of Clay Green High Performance Coaching, who has a great website, EnthusiasticClay.com. I really love that domain. He's going to come to us today, and he's going to share with us, and I love the title of this interview, how hitting a deer on a motorcycle Changed the trajectory of his life. So, Clay, welcome aboard.
1: (laughs) Hey, Adam, I love it. I love your name, and yeah, I love the resources, man. It's great to be here. Thank you.
0: Great to have you here, and I, and I love conversations like this. So what I'd like to do now is, I mean, anybody can visit your website and see your resources, what your company does, and things like that. But what we'd like to do is just take a few moments while we have you here and just ask you a little bit about the story and about the trajectory that has brought you to where you are today, uh, working at the intersection of your brilliance and passion, serving business creators.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Well, the first thing um, I want to tell everyone is, is I guess my and, – and that I relate with your story and what you were saying about the silver linings and, and your purpose is embrace, 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 and take action. Okay? Right. Uh, my, my purpose is to take – is to help people shorten the time that it takes for them to get to the point where they can take that action. And the reason is because it took me a long time. It feels like a long time. Um, I, was, I, I was originally an Alabama high school student. So if you saw Forrest Gump, you, you, you kind of have an idea of <laughs> <laughs> like where my background starts. So um, small town Alabama. And, and yes, I, it's crazy. I was actually born right outside Talladega. So if you've seen Talladega Nights, oh, yeah, that's real.
0: Uh, nice. All right.
1: So <laughs> the, the, the movie Talladega Nights with uh, Will Ferrell? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, man, it was so real. All right, so it was so real. Um, but the thing is, uh, I, after having that kind of a humble beginning or, 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 like, I think they're ranked 45th or 48th in the nation as far as general education goes now, something like that. I went on to become a nuclear reactor operator right. in the U.S. Navy. And that's, that's a little bit of a step up from the Forrest Gump game, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. The,
1: <laughs> I was also an instructor in the U.S. Navy for nuclear reactor operators. Like, It's kind of like the SEALs, over half the people that join this school or get into this school, they don't make it through. And less than 1% are actually chosen as instructors. So I was chosen as an instructor when I got done, and, and that's kind of – the first time I saw a silver lining – well, I don't know if it was the first time, but that's when I first kind of glimpsed at my skill. And, of course, it is my, one of my favorite Steve Jobs quotes is, you can't connect the dots looking forward, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And realizing that look – looking back now, I realize, hey, I was one of the most popular instructors, I was one of the the most popular guys to go to for this really complex system for people to really get to understand how that system works. So that was kind of like my zone of genius as I was a trainer. Um, After the Navy, I worked for companies like Intel serving Intel. And I actually worked for Intel for a while um, and other companies in that semiconductor manufacturing space. So, the chips and the technology that is making everything that you're experiencing right now possible, the computer chips, making those things, I can break it down, and I can explain to you exactly what's going on there um, to like an intricate detail. Going back to the nuclear reactor operator real quick, that's, that's like subatomic physics,
0: uh-huh.
1: and these, these days, what they've got going on inside chips, same thing. So the, my primary role through all that, though, was as an adult trainer. So I've basically been a trainer my entire adult life. I carried that forward. At at some point, I went into the physical realm, though. I started teaching snowboarding. Uh-huh. I learned how to snowboard, fell in love with it, and, and got into teaching new snowboard riders how to snowboard. And then I fell in love with uh, motorcycles, <laughs> Nice. Uh, around the time, around the time I was 30, I fell in love with the sport bike and I've spent a lot of time helping sport bike riders primarily, but all motorcycle riders learn how to ride and understand what's going on inside their brains yeah. to an intricate detail so that they don't die. It's not necessarily about how to operate the clutch or the brake. It's about what's going on in your brain because on a motorcycle, one reaction, like like a sneeze, is a reaction, right? So Adam, any reaction on a motorcycle is something that can actually kill you, right? And that's kind of one of my messages that I try and spread everywhere I can. If you don't understand what I just said and you ride a motorcycle, you need to get in touch with me. Now that's I, honestly, that's not even an active business right now for me, but I just help people there. Um, that whole time though, Adam, I was I I didn't fit, man. I just didn't fit in the job, you know?
0: Oh, I know. I know. know. And and a lot of our business creators feel the same way. I mean, out of our 160 or so previous uh, guests here, I'm going to guess that you and about 140 agree on that point. (laughs) Exactly. It's like
1: it just wasn't right. But I never – And I kept getting the message. I kept getting the message that, you know, you don't belong here. This isn't the right path for you or whatever. Right. But I was able to get enough good out of it. I was able to be an instructor for for Intel engineers, or I was able to to find joy in that weekend job teaching snowboarding. You know, I was able to enjoy my life and and all that good stuff um, enough to keep me, I guess, happy in the moment. And then – once things really started getting kind of um, interesting in the last three or four years of my life, I, it happened with a girl. I started dating a young woman that has changed my life. That happened about seven years ago. I've been in the best relationship of my life now for like seven years. That's awesome. And then um, she kind of had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit as well. And we kind of found a class on the internet teaching us how to uh build a software as a service business. And that's kind of a that was kind of the pivot point. It was a 6-month long class where um they taught everything from marketing to to technical to just everything. It was really awesome. Um but most of the people in that cl- that were in that class did not build a software business. They didn't go on a lot of them did go on and end up building different types of businesses like me but um, software typically wasn't it because you're looking for your thing. But that's about the time when this other little thing happened as well that kind of had me wake up. Um, and since then I've gone on and basically found that my true calling is helping people live an enabled, empowered and enthusiastic lives. And I specifically do that by helping them understand what is going on inside their brains. And then I bring them into high performance coaching, which basically means whatever you're doing, if you want to, if you're in the finance industry or if you're in the real estate market or if you're a stay at home mom and you want to do it better, I can help. And that's what I do. I help people do whatever they want to do better, basically.
0: Yeah, um, that is very important. Now, there is a question we ask everybody who comes on the Business Creators Radio Show, and I need to ask you this so that we can be fair. Um, I feel like this may in some ways be uh, a development or in addition to what you've just said, but here comes the question. And I always do a little drum roll on the desk, too. That gets my cat excited.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. I have two pers- I have two personal assistants who help me in the office here, mostly by taking long naps and jumping up sitting right in front of the computer screen when I'm trying to type something during a conference call. Uh, also, in a lot of times we host a business creator's radio show. Uh, my one cat, Stella, will climb up on my lap and get up on my chest in such a way where the only thing I can see is her head. And meanwhile, I'm trying to look at the questions and everything and make sure that we keep the interview going, watch the timer to make sure we get the maximum amount of our time together and everything else. It's just so hilarious. And then and then when I actually <laughs> want her to hang around, she's nowhere to be found. You know, I would Of course yeah, not. <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. All right. So what am I
1: – uh, in my master- – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: You go ahead. You go ahead. You're going to tell a great story.
1: But uh, in my mastermind this morning, uh, we we talked about the importance of cat naps. So it was perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, so go ahead with the question. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come back. I'm going to, I'm going to bookmark this thing about nap. So we're actually going to come back to that. Wow. Cuz there is something I want to get out because you mentioned about not fitting into, you know, business environments sometimes, not being in the right place. So I'm going to bookmark that and come back to it. But right now, here in the Business Creators Radio show, we provide the tools, techniques and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they've everything they need to implement anything we say they need to do except for time and money? This is a question we ask everybody who appears on the Business Creators Radio Show, and what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So, Clay, how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today?
1: How does time and money impact what I'm going to share with you today? Yes, sir. I'm thinking.
0: That's all right. But it's
1: time. The lesson, the, the the thing that I'm going to share today, is simply more important than a million dollars. It's more important. It's more important that you dedicate the time and the energy toward the suggestion that I'm going to make. The specific, the specific value, the specific things that I'm going to share that I intend to share anyway. Hopefully, we'll get to it. Um, those things are simply more important than. Any time, anywhere else, or any money, anywhere else, with, with 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 one exception: if you are actually in a life or death situation, like for real, the house is on fire. My my my, my this, this these suggestions go out the window, and hopefully you can too. Just don't don't right. But if you're not in a life or death situation, then time and money are no there is nothing that there's nothing more important that you can spend time or money on than these two than these habits that I'm going to share.
0: Well, that's
1: that's my take on that.
0: All right, I like it. I like it a lot. So, let's dive in because we're having such a great time here. I want to make sure we get the the full message. Now, when you're telling us about yourself and your journey here, you alluded to uh motorcycle safety and you mentioned that you've had something that some people might call a close to death experience while riding your motorcycle so what happened there and how did it affect your life
1: so great question this is this is that thing this is the part that made me realize the value of the suggestions that i'm going to make so we got to combine the fact that i have experience operating a nuclear reactor with complex electronic and electromechanical systems, with, 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 know, with knowing and understanding to a subatomic level what's going on inside something as complex as this nuclear reactor system. Now, being from Alabama, I don't know if it's because I'm from Alabama or if it's because I'm from Alabama and then I went into nuclear power. I don't know what the real reason is, but I'm one of those guys that's really, really, really got to understand why at a root level in order to actually apply things yeah. for example when we start talking about motorcycles i can literally tell you what's happening between the rubber and the road at a at a subatomic level like i can describe to you how the atoms and the electrons are interacting at that level so that so that when the wheel rolls it actually pushes the bike down the road or or when you turn the steering wheel or the, the handlebars it turns the motorcycle and so that's actually part of the backdrop of how this thing went down you've got to know your listeners everyone needs to understand that when what i'm about to share with you happened i had been teaching newbies for newbies, new motorcycle riders for over a decade so I had been explaining at different levels to different people how these things – how the motorcycle works, right? To that, I didn't have to explain it to that level the majority of the time, but, <laughs> but like that knowledge was in me, and that knowledge is in me now. And that's part of my – you know what? I'm going to call this a sales pitch. Is that okay, Adam? Okay. I've got, I've got three habits that I'm telling your listeners – there is nothing more important than you can spend time on other than these three habits period and if and and i want to try and and the pitch is that that's how that these things are so important based on what i've learned and what i've experienced now so the deer story when also there's a lot of, there's a lot of little pieces to this i was in the middle of that class I was in the middle of that training, and I was trying to build a business, and I was in that pre-sales mode where you're out there trying to find clients without having anything to actually give them, which is kind of tough, and it's a challenge. But if if you've you've done it right and you've got everything lined up, it's not that tough. But I I was struggling, and I didn't know why I was struggling, just like every other time. So then I was on a motorcycle ride. I happened to be alone. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and summarize this a little bit because normally I have my hands up and it's a, a, a video interview that I can tell this in and you can see some things. But if you can imagine a sport bike, this is one of those motorcycles where, like uh, Valentino Rossi and, and uh, Danny Pedroso, they race these motorcycles around curvy tracks, right? Like lefts yep. and rights and turns. And they hang off those bikes, right? Right. Have you seen that? Have you seen? You know, you're know talking about they're hanging off the bike. Yeah. Well, the reason they do that, the reason they do that has to do with safety, believe it or not. Well, in, in a race, it's not safe. It's for speed. On the street, though, which is where I was riding, I I do that. I don't stick my knee out, but I move my upper body around, and the reason is is for safety. So there I am coming out of a turn, a left-hand turn, going about 95 miles an hour. The reason I know that is because I was going from a left-hand turn to a right-hand turn, so I was transitioning my upper body over the center of the motorcycle from the left to the right, and I glanced down and saw 95, and I thought, you know what? That's a little fast. Yeah. Now, to to not freak out your listeners or anything, it wasn't that fast. I've done, at this point, I had done well over 170 miles an hour. I'd done 175 miles an hour several times on that motorcycle on a racetrack, okay? I knew the road. I knew where I was at. There was no driveways. There was no traffic. I'd been on this road 100 times. There was, I, was, I was well within what was normal. my normal safety limits, but yet I still felt like I needed to slow down just a little bit. So I slowed down to about 85. Everything's awesome. Everything's great. It's a beautiful day. Um, My head was just about a foot from the center line of the motorcycle, maybe a foot and a half, looking where I was getting ready to go, getting ready to initiate the right-hand turn. And then, Adam, my my vision was completely interrupted, very much like yours with the kitten. Um, All I saw was a big brown deer eye right in front of my face. Oh, boy. Like literally, literally about two inches in front of my face. There was a river. There was a stream or a creek bed, a river that was, you know, it was, I think it's a river. I think it's technically a river, but it looks like a creek that was running about 20 or 30 feet down an embankment and 30 or 40 feet off the road to the right. And uh-huh. there was a cliff going up the left. So this deer was literally running from the creek across the road completely perpendicular to my path. Wow. I, I saw that deer eye and I thought, well, crap. That's a deer. And your your listeners and Adam, have you ever been in the zone?
0: Oh, I've been in the zone.
1: You know. You know, the zone. Another word for the zone is is the state of flow. Yeah. Now I know now cuz I found the book I found a book I found a book called The Rise of Superman like a couple days after this happened I found that book and I'm reading that book going well that explains everything so that was the start of my education on really understanding what's going on inside the brain yeah so I was in the zone I was in a state of flow and I mean I was there I saw the deer eye. Now, I'm going to run through what happened in my memory recollection, all right? And about the same speed, like I'm going to slow it down a little bit, but it was like deer eye, oh, crap. I felt its neck break, and I thought, white line, white – I need to stay focused on my goal, Staying focused on my goal was really important. White line, white line, white line. That was the white line on the side of the road as I was looking at the disappearing point as it was going around the turn. Right. So the neck, the neck breaks. I felt, I felt the neck of the deer break around my right fist because my my right hand was on the throttle, and I felt her the the, the neck break right there. And then I thought, white line, white line. And then I felt the body wrap around my right leg, and it was warm. That was unusual because it was a warm day, so it was hot. And I immediately jumped to the ice planet Hoth, and I thought, huh, when Han Solo cut that thing open, the Tauntaun, or I think it was a Tauntaun, right? Right. And him and Luke climbed inside it, that would really work. Huh, that's what I literally thought at that moment. I'm not kidding you. Uh-huh. So then I thought, okay, white line, white line, white line, huh? Kind of like your cat climbing up on your chest. Yep. I saw, I saw an antler. I thought, wow, I must have decapitated the deer. It was moving from my right to my left. Huh? I must have decapitated the deer. If the deer head and that antler get down in my front wheel, I could crash. I should stop that. I literally let go with my left hand, reached up, grabbed the deer antler, and then I thought, I do not I do not want to see the guts. I don't want to see the, the, the spine. I don't want to see all this. So I held it down low, and then I kept focusing. White line, white line, white line, white line. Stay focused on your goal. That's that's another little piece of advice people might want to be writing down. Yeah, stay focused on your goal. I know. Like the it, immediate it's next rough. step. Yeah, yeah. Well, for 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 business building, for for making love to your wife, for being an amazing father, stay focused on your goal. Make that goal the most important thing in your life. So, after after I moved the deer head out of the way, I got around the turn and that's when the adrenaline, that's when I kind of said, Holy cow, I didn't crash. It turns out that I did not catch a deer head. The deer was a female and she hit my motorcycle so hard that she actually broke the front fairing. And that's what was falling off. And it was kind of flying off. And if I had not caught that, it totally would have gotten down in my front wheel and caused me to crash. Yeah. Now, so then, so I stop the motorcycle. I get off the motorcycle safely, and I'm, I'm, I freak out. I freak out for about 10 minutes. I mean, I'm jumping up and down, screaming at the top of my lungs. I didn't crash. I didn't effing crash. I didn't effing uh-huh. crash. I, I just kept screaming. I couldn't, a car stopped to see if I was okay. And, all i could they were like are you okay and i was calmly looking at them relaxed and i all i could say though like i tried to say yeah i'm great but could you hang out i'm probably going to need a ride to town because my motorcycle's broken i didn't crash but it definitely was destroyed um i tried to say please hang out i might need your help but all i could say was i didn't effing crash
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um <laughs> It was bad. It was it was it was kind of weird. Yeah, it was one of those moments where it's like, come on, say what you mean to say. Um, but the crazy parts was coming. Here's the crazy part. So so at no point did I have what you would call a near death experience. At no point did I freak out. Right. At no point did I did I lose control. At no point did I react. Every moment I was thinking. I was consciously aware, following my plan, and thinking about what was happening. And I was taking actions to stop things like the antler, right? Yep. So one of my premises, my the first part of my framework and the first thing I teach people, the first thing I work with is learn how to think. Do not react. So here's the crazy part. I go back. I grab my iPhone. Back then, I had an iPhone. I go back there, and I, and I look. At this point, again, I've been teaching new riders for over a decade. I seen – at this point, I had seen quite a few crashes, and I'd investigated a lot of crashes. And I, I had – you know, you, you, you dig in and try and find out exactly what happened so that you can help others not crash, right? Yeah. Well, I understood – I also understood how the motorcycle works. Here's what really happened. So let's fast forward to the deer eye, right? Uh-huh. When that deer hit my motorcycle, she died. And her body mass hit my front wheel and hit my motorcycle. Yeah. And it caused the front wheel to turn almost perpendicular to my line of travel. That caused my rear wheel, that caused my handlebars to turn, but that, that caused the motorcycle to jump. I flew about 12 to 15 feet straight in the air, and I moved from the right to the left about six feet. So I literally had flown through the air somewhere around 12 feet. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Then, when the motorcycle landed... If you've never seen this, if you've never seen a video of this, you can go on YouTube and you can Google tank slapper. For those of you that aren't going to do that right now, imagine sitting on top of a motorcycle, and you take the handlebar, the right handlebar, and you grab it, and you pull it all the way back to the tank. And then you grab the left handlebar, let go of the right one, and pull it all the way back to the tank.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So literally – literally what's happening is that front wheel is bouncing from the right to the left steering stop as quickly as it can. I And you can see this on the road with the tracks. And I took pictures of the tracks. I took pictures of the places where the pavement was scrubbed. I did half a dozen tank slappers. Yeah. So in the middle of me sitting there catching that antler, my hand, my left, my right hand was holding the throttle constant because if I would have slowed down or speeded up, either one, or applied the brake in the middle of a tank slapper, I would have crashed. Yeah. The single, the single right action in the middle of a tank slapper is hold that throttle constant. So I was literally doing tank slappers while I was catching that antler. Wow. Here's the part that's crazy. My mind did not perceive some things, but it perceived others. If you or any of your listeners, have you ever read The Rise of Superman? Yeah. So you know that so you get what I'm saying here. The the brain, when you're in a state of flow, your brain is operating in a way such that the important information is processed and dealt with. But the non-important information is is non-important, so who cares? So the things that I knew and understood about how a motorcycle worked caused me to forget and not even care about the tank slapper. But that antler was a big deal. Yeah. So that's that's where my understanding and awareness of the importance of the human mind really leveled up. Like I believed in the power of the mind before that, but when I saw that difference, and I, under, and I really processed and I really understood that, that's when I basically started my – I don't know, my, my preaching, my, my preaching tour, my, uh, my, uh, my platform, if you will. Yeah. And these three habits are, are the three single most important things I can share with anybody. Meditation. Yeah. Meditation, 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 meditation. And then journaling and gratitude. Now there's some stuff to talk about there with all that stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna will stop rambling for a second. What you got Adam? Yeah, do you wanna which way do you wanna go now?
0: I <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You've given me so much uh stuff here i would like to ask another question here at some point you know we're already um we're already over halfway through this and you've taught me not only so much about uh you know what it's like to be in the zone and be in the moment of something just coming at you but when you think about it it's i think a lot of us have been there where it seems like the world just kind of slows down i mean i've had incidents with deer before too. I uh, had a wreck with a deer once and then almost had another one with a rental car while my main car was getting fixed. So uh, they can wow. come out of nowhere on you. I, kn- I know that. Now, you've mentioned, you've mentioned a couple times here. You've been preceding this. You've been building us up for it. Uh, you have three vital habits that are necessary to support people on their journey. What are those three vital habits?
1: Meditation, journaling, and gratitude.
0: Yeah, which you which you've uh, power. touched on already. So
1: when you yeah when you say what are they? Do you yeah? Do you how deep do you want to go?
0: Well, like, that's, uh, the, that's the I, I I would <laughs> I would like to get a little bit more about you know how those three things are important to help us on our journey, and then I also then wanted to get into a little bit about the power of the mind uh, to help clients have breakthroughs in the time we have left because I know from people who knew you were coming on the air, that that's something they that were pretty interested in having you uh, speak about.
1: Wow, so okay, um basically everything that I'm sharing has been discovered in the last decade as far as the scientific proof. You go back you know thousands and thousands of years and there's been meditation happening, right? right, for as long as we know and and we can call it prayer. You can call it prayer, but uh, it's the same thing. It's all about how you're handling and managing your mind. Let's get it let me let me go real practical. Real, real practical. Let's talk about a reaction. When one of your one of your listeners or one of your clients or one of your your, your associates is getting ready to pick up that phone and make a sales call or or, or there's a million ways that we can uh, be distracted. There's a million things that a million tasks in building a business. Um, there's, there's so many tasks in successful parent that are required, right?
0: Right. Any one,
1: any one of those tasks is a place where subconscious or your ego or your little devil inside, depending on how, you know, what your perspective is, any one of those tasks is a place for that subconscious to try to stop you by distracting yeah. you. Distraction methods range anywhere from Facebook to perfectionism, from over-analysis paralysis, no, analysis paralysis to, to what? I don't, Anything you can – no, I need to get better at golfing. You know, or, or I need to be—I need to get in shape first before I build this business. What? There's a million ways that can be distracted, that you can be distracted. Step number one in overcoming anything, any of those distractions, any of that stuff, is an awareness, is a presence, is your ability to be aware of what is happening in your body as soon as you can. The Tibetan monks and all these monks, they spend lifetimes trying to figure out and trying to get better and better and better at being more and more aware. The bad news is we ain't going to catch them. You're not, <laughs> you and me are right. not going to ever get 80 years of practice and meditation to the point where we're that aware. However, when you get ready to make that call, when you and, and, and the, the trick thing is the way our subconsciouses work, it can be hours before you're getting ready to take an action when something distracts you. So your awareness of when you're being distracted at a deep level is vital, and that is the purpose in my mind, that is the first most important purpose of meditation, becoming more and more self-aware of what's going on in your body so that you can make a decision. When, when something happens, when you feel that nerve, when you feel that twinge, when you feel, when you feel that urge to go open up Facebook or, or to go, I don't know, get, to, get on Twitter, whatever it is, yeah. you, if you're trying to quit smoking. You're trying to quit smoking. You feel that urge to go get that cigarette, that first twinge. It's easier to stop there and not react than it is an hour after you've been on Facebook. Does that mean yeah. you by know, that? By that
0: time, you're yeah. pretty, By that time, you're pretty sucked in.
1: Exactly. So you're 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 already down the path. Now that was that was a gross example there. Basically, it's easier to stop or it's easier to correct your direction the sooner you find out that you're being distracted. Yeah. Right? You're right. So that's, that's the purpose of meditation in my mind. And the next, the next challenge that I help over- people overcome all the time is I tried it, and I just don't get it. I tried it, and it didn't help or I don't have the I don't want to sit still with my legs crossed and my fingers pushed together. Stop thinking that meditation has to be ABC. Go on this new fancy thing they invented and type in how do I start meditating? Uh, what's it called? That new one?
0: Google. The internet. Google. Yeah, yes. Right.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh,
0: okay, is, is that my win place and show there? Can I have all three prizes?
1: <laughs> you get all three, yeah. So you go on Google and you freaking find out, find something that works for you. Start with two minutes or five minutes a day and start meditating. There's simply nothing more important.
0: I find myself that for my meditations, uh, in the morning I'll do what's known as a three-three-three, where it's basically a nine-minute meditation. You're doing three different things for three different minutes. I find that works really well for starting my day, but if I ever find myself in a place where I just need to meditate to get refocused or to get something off my brain that's causing it to spin the way that I don't need it to spin is uh, anything involving the right kind of music and being able to create a vision. I can meditate very quickly. Uh, another way to meditate that I've has found work for me to put me in a meditative state, and people don't believe this until they do it, is hold your breath for 10 seconds with your mouth closed. Don't say anything. And watch how your brain clears
1: <laughs> totally
0: it's breathing it's the brain-gy. box there's
1: there's so many there's so many little things, yes, just find what works for you. Start and develop a meditation practice. There's box breathing where you breathe in for five seconds, hold for five seconds, out for five seconds in for five hold for five seconds in. You know what I'm saying? You make a like a a five second box where you breathe right. in and breathe out and hold your breath on each end. Yeah. And there's one. Um. What? Well, here's here's a way to tie gratitude into it. And I'm betting one of those three minute things is a gratitude practice, right? Yeah. In your morning routine? Yeah. For me, I love when I wake up in the mornings. Now, <laughs> I I you know you know you wake up your alarm goes off or you wake up whichever way it is, and there's that moment of of you're not quite conscious yet, and then you realize that you exist. I know
0: that what you're moment, talking about. you know, when
1: you first become. I try my best to make my first thought of the day: what am I thankful for? And now, nine times out of ten, the pillow is usually the first thing that pops <laughs> in my head. Yes, the, the blanket, the blanket, the mattress. You know, and then there's my girlfriend, and then there's you know, and then there's the house and the roof, and then there's you know there's all this stuff. And and but but after a couple minutes, and, and you get through those not a couple minutes after a couple seconds, and you get through the first couple things, then you get to the point where you're like you're going to be surprised at what pops in your head, the first thing in the morning. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes it's a bad memory. Sometimes it's it's that time that that guy called me that on the job or that time that I had that bad review. The trick is then being thankful for it.
0: That's Being sometimes. grateful
1: for it. It is. It's really hard sometimes. But you would not be who you are right now. And you would not be making the difference that you're making right now in this world, Adam. You would not be helping people like you're helping people if it weren't for every one of those horrible and blessedly wonderful things that happen to you.
0: Well, you know, is that, you know as I say it, uh, I tend to agree with that because we are the sum of our own experiences, just like when marketers attempt to create customer avatars, and then they then do languaging that creates its own objections, like asking people, well, don't you agree? And then what happens yep. is somebody raises their hand and says, no, I don't agree. Because their own experiences, their own truth that has been formed from those experiences causes disagreement because they word that wrong. Instead of, well, don't you agree, saying, I agree. Meditation is a very powerful way to gain focus so that you can be more effective as an entrepreneur. That's something that most people are going to agree with because it's a way to do it.
1: Totally. It definitely is. The uh, perspective that you just shared reminds me of
0: the the bike
1: thing. That was... The the bike hit, the deer hit. That was another uh, wonderful example in my life of why the police and prosecutors don't like eyewitness testimony. Two eyewitnesses will, will sit there and say it was a red truck. The other one will say it was a blue truck.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And they're both right. They're both right.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: from their perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very so, true. It's very, tr- it's very so true just... because what happens is, uh, you know, and you can have that. You can have three different eyewitnesses witness the exact same thing, interpreted three different ways, and they could all pass a lie detector test. It's funny how that works. So when I yep. see, especially during political seasons, uh, election seasons, or <laughs> you know, and you see these, so, and you see these so-called fact checkers, you know what I like to do for fun on those rare amounts of time, I I, I do this just so that I can have some, you know. Some enjoyment of you know exercising my cognitive abilities is i'll fact check the fact Uh-oh. checks and I'll find a lot of lies, oh totally like real really you're calling this false well, let me tell you why it's true now, argue that one See? <laughs> uh good, 40, cre- yeah. yeah and 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 you know the mainstream media they never have a narrative, they're always just telling it like it is right <laughs> <laughs> no
1: comment i here's here's the one thing I'm very comfortable saying, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know.
0: I know. I'm. Past I'm, I'm, per, the point. I'm per, yeah. yeah, I'm perfectly I'm perfectly fine with that because I can't pretend to know everything, and it's very easy for me to say, you know, I really just don't know. Uh, and yeah, and they say that you know, in the corporate orders, supposed to say never say I don't know, say I don't have that information in front of me right now, but I'll be happy to research that and get back to you. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, you're gonna go on Google and you're gonna find out for yourself anyway because now you're curious. <laughs>
1: Amen. Yeah. Man. Oh, yes. So, um, let's see to, to tie in what you were saying about a little bit more about the brain. I I wish we had a little bit more time and this is a really good thing to do when I'm, when I'm on a video interview or or when I'm working with a client one-on-one, the way that I break down exactly what's going on in the brain when your subconscious tries to stop you. is pretty interesting and exciting, but To kind of try and just give a high-level picture of this, Uh, the three habits again, and these three habits are just – they're non-negotiable. When people work with me, it's not like I don't say, hey, I suggest this. I've literally worked with millionaires now and spent months of – the first several months – we'll pop a couple of the little habits in there, and we'll talk about a couple of other things. Getting them to meditate is everything. So meditation, journaling, and gratitude. Let's, let, me, let me throw an example of the journaling out that will really hit home, I think. And another thing that I – well, suffice it to say that wherever you're at, wherever I'm at, wherever, wherever your listeners are – and whoever's listening to this is at – if you want to go somewhere else, in other words, you want to grow and be a better athlete, or you want to grow and be make more money, or be a better internet marketer, or be a better—I don't know, whatever whatever business you may be in, a coffee salesman, you know, right. You want to compete with Starbucks, whatever it is. You've got to change. You've got to change some things in your brain, right? You literally have to change some things in your brain. You have to. We, like Einstein said, the, the the way we were thinking got us here, right? And we can't solve these problems thinking the way we used to think. He said something yeah. like that, right? Right. So let's do a quick experiment real quick and get people to really feel the the impact of what these habits do. So take a second and think about, I don't know, a a purple a purple ostrich. Okay. Just think about purple ostrich. Now say purple ostrich.
0: Purple ostrich.
1: Now get a pen and a piece of paper and write purple ostrich.
0: All right. Give me a second while I do it. Hey, I'll play. And our listeners play right. as well. Purple ostrich. Okay, done. All right. So
1: now think about your brain. How many synapses were involved with you thinking about a purple ostrich? How many little neurons had to fire off in order to get your tongue and your mouth to move and actually say "purple ostrich"?
0: Isn't this something like and one then, billion or something? I, you know what?
1: I don't know the numbers. I just know, right. and I don't I don't know the numbers. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. Okay. You, I, I don't know but how many millions and millions more had to fire off neurons synapses the pieces of your brain how many more had to work together to get you to hold your arm from your shoulder one of the most complex joints on the human body all the way down through your bicep your tricep your elbow your forearm and all those muscles into the wrist, into the hand, into those tiny little bones, tendons, and muscles, and get your fingers to scribble those – hold the pen, scribble the words on the piece of paper, and then see those words and decide when to stop when you're writing those, the lines for the, for the first letter, the P, the first line on the P. You decided when to stop writing that based on your neural, the the visual feedback and all the neural networks that were firing and going on in that situation.
0: Yeah. So is there
1: any question that writing things down affects your brain more than saying them or thinking about them?
0: I'm going to say writing has a much bigger effect, which is why we're supposed to take notes in class.
1: Journal people. Yes. That's, that's when I say journaling, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Now people, people always ask, what do you mean when you say journaling? What are you going to do? Like, what, what, what do I, what's the best thing for me to do with journaling? Like I don't currently jur- have a journaling habit. If you currently do not have a journaling habit, then I don't care what you journal. Start a journaling habit. Whatever feels good. And, and you can actually do where you spend three to five minutes a day, pen to paper, writing something down. You can be complaining about something. You can be writing a letter to your senator. I don't care. Start the habit. Then the next thing is – the next best thing is gratitude. If you can journal about gratitude… Something you're thankful for. I tell people and it's not about like 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 let's just let me just add Adam real quick. List things
0: that you're grateful for. Let's see, what am I grateful for? I am grateful for uh having an entrepreneurial lifestyle that allows me to work at the intersection of my brilliance and passion. I like that I have the power to say no to things that don't belong in my space. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity a few years ago to make a radical decision about where I live and how I live just because I could.
1: Those sound like very well rehearsed things that you probably said at least five times this week, right? Nope. No? No. Three times? Not even one. No? Oh man. Wow. Get oh it's Tuesday. Okay. Last week? Anyway. The point is most people do kind of what you did. That was kind of like a list, and I I tricked you a little bit because I said, can you list some things?
0: Uh Uh-huh. I see. You you planted the suggestion. There you go.
1: (laughs) I, I did. So what I would suggest is you take one of those things. For example, if I was working with you, I would say take one of those things and write a whole page in your journal about how you're thankful for that one thing. And really, really go deep into what that means for you.
0: So when, when I
1: say gratitude, I don't mean I'm glad the sun's up. I'm glad that the, the leaves are changing colors and we have seasons. I'm glad that, you know, it rains sometimes. I'm glad that I have running water coming out of my faucet. Right. That's a very nonchalant list. Start there. If, you, if that's where you can start, start there. But right. you want to make an impact in your brain. If you want to make an impact in your brain, and this is this is tying in that neuroscience and the studies and everything that I'm telling you about, they have found that – now, if, i, I got to give you a, a, a quick disclaimer here. I'm sorry. If I'm talking to someone right now that wants to be the world's best, I don't know, homicidal maniac, or you want to be a warrior and you want to go and, and fight and be the best Marine that you can be – I'm not talking to those guys. I'm talking to the people that want to make a positive impact in the world. You want to make a, a, a difference with, with your efforts and positively impact people. There is no other thing that you can think about that causes more neurons to switch to the positive than gratitude. Yeah. And feeling, feeling, feeling that gratitude. You have to feel it. I'm with you. I mean, they've, they've sat, I've read studies now where they've sat there and they've done the research where, you know, they, they cause somebody to look at something and say, yes, I'm grateful for that. No, I'm not grateful for that. Yes. I'm grateful for that. Yes. I'm grateful for that. Yes. I'm grateful for that. So these things are kind of popping up quick like that. And they're not being able to give a chance. And they're, and they're literally watching how much brain engagement is going on. And then they sit there and pop one thing up and they, and they have the person talk about it, why they're grateful for it. Right. And then they have the person write down why they're grateful for it. It's just that is just so much more impactful. Again, let's go back. The point of this is if you are in position A and you want to be in position B, a more successful mother or father, a more successful business owner, a more successful motorcycle racer or basketball player. Those changes in your brain that need to happen are what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's, that's going to empower you to go out and make the changes in the physical world. <sighs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. This is some great stuff. We're actually very close to the uh, top of our hour here. So what I'm going to encourage everybody to do is if you listen to this live, make sure you subscribe to Business Creators Radio Show on iTunes. Because the replay will be appearing probably within the next few hours, 24 hours max. If you're listening to this because you subscribe to it on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio or Stitcher or anything else, go back and listen to it again. Because this is probably, Clay here, I've probably never asked a guest so few questions and got so much information as a result of it which you can also learn from Clay here is the power of story selling and you saw that he was doing some persuasive techniques as well so think about this and listen to what he's saying how he's saying it and how he delivers information because uh, he's delivering power on a few different levels here all happening simultaneously a lot of it's kind of subsurface a little bit of it's even subconscious but this is all really good stuff (laughs) shh Yeah. All That's right. So we have exactly six minutes before they cut us off here at the top of the hour. I want to ask one very brief question and then turn the stage over to you for one minute just to uh, get uh, a, a sense of our listeners of how they can get more from you. Uh, so the first question is, is uh, uh, you know, what do you love most about working from home?
1: <sighs> the most, uh, the thing that I love the most about working from home there's too there's too, uh, uh, there's too many. <laughs> there's too many. Um, I love the fact that when I, I I'm not under anyone's thumb. I'm not under anyone's pressure to deliver. Right. I there's no question I deliver, and I am I'm really proud of my results, and I'm really thankful for for my clients, and I'm 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 harder on myself than any boss has ever been probably, but there's that moment when. You, you get when the, remember the everything we were talking about the distraction yeah right so along with along with distraction is the awareness of knowing when to call it a day knowing when to say you know i'm not spending my the my energy is not best spent on this task right now i'm going to go over here and do this task yeah. or i'm going to take the day off or i'm yeah i'm really thankful for the ability to do that
0: yeah, uh, you know what I what I like yep. about it, and and this is what we're talking about. I said at the beginning of our talk together today that I was bookmarking the idea of not fitting in with the you know into a corporate scenario. Uh, I had this you know boss's boss who, believe me, if you look up this person, you're gonna find the word of, you're gonna find her picture next to the word oblivious, who uh, without having <laughs> any real perspective of what was going on said that I was unfocused and undedicated because I didn't spend much time sitting in my cubicle. Well, really, uh, (laughs) I was in charge of an initiative that you asked me to design, and I was over on the other side of the building working with the other department to get it done. Uh, You know, yeah, no, I'm not going to sit at my cubicle and and chat through the phone and emails and all that when I can get better results by just going over there. I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh, I relate. But it's the perception that people don't see at your desk. And when they call, you don't answer. It's like, I don't answer the phone when I'm sitting there. That's the other thing I love about working at home. I don't answer the phone when I'm sitting here either unless it's a scheduled call because uh, people pay for the privilege of having access to me. And that's the way it should be with every consulting and coaching type business. You should, work, you should take care of your circle and take care of those who are making the investment in themselves. So first of all, Clay, this has been a fantastic time together. I would like to turn over the uh, floor to you to one minute and just tell our listeners you know, how they can get more from you if they want to take things to the next level with you, how you serve business creators.
1: Uh, many, my, my, I'm a connector. I'm a connector. I love building masterminds. And right now I am actually in the process of putting together some, I'm, I'm one of Brendan Bouchard's high performance coaches. Right. So I have his, I have his high performance curriculum that I can deliver. That's one thing I can deliver, but I find that most people, they they want some of that stuff, but they also need that community and so I build masterminds, and that's one of the things. We just finished a, a High Performance Academy live event down in San Diego. It was incredible. The next one's going to be March 9th through 12th. I highly recommend you guys look that up, High Performance Academy Live, um, and it's it's off the hook, incredible as far as taking your performance to the next level. And I'm setting up masterminds now to literally bring people together that want to focus on improving those their lives through those aspects of, of the high performance habits. Um, if you guys go hit my webpage, enthusiasticclay.com, uh, and it's, again, it's, it's basically enthusiastically misspelled with my name at the yeah, end. Yeah, I love that. You'll you'll see a couple different opt-ins. One of those opt-ins is the three habits. And to be honest with you, mo- you got most of everything um, today, uh, except what I call the blink. There's about a, a 30 minute discussion that really goes into the detail of how your subconscious interacts. And you'll get that after a couple of emails yep. uh, in a video format if you opt into that. And then the one complaint that everybody had about that awesome book, The Rise of Superman, that we mentioned a couple times. Yeah is that it didn't really tell you how to get into the state of flow. It didn't tell you how to hack into the state of flow every day. Right. So there's another opt-in on my webpage where you can get uh, a PDF where I've developed and I've, I've helped people. I, that's Basically, here's how you do it. Here's how you hack the state of flow. So there's a couple things there. But if you're interested right. in the mastermind, reach out. Get okay. on that contact page. Send me an email and yeah. Reach out.
0: Absolutely. So everybody listening, uh, this has been Clay Green. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. It's been an honor and an education.
1: Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it, Adam.
0: You bet. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win. At the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.